I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. It took a second to register up in my brainium, my dome, my head, my skull, my cranium. My eyes have had enough. It was time to do some talking. I had to creep through the hound dogs that were stalking. This Lemmy caught me peeping. This means she wasn't sleeping on who I was. So she crept in like a hawk in a minute's time. We adjourned to the floor. Ooh, I hit a high note because the way that she was walking. We got into a groove. I didn't bust no hip-hop moves. I just kept it nice and smooth. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Y'all, it's Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday night. A little bit of technical difficulties and a little bit of a later start than we like, but mm-hmm. fuck it. I mean, this is why it pays to be your own boss, people. Ain't that the truth. You do it the way you prefer. Right. YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh of course uh you can find us on itunes stitcher radio just search the black guy who tips we'll come up we appreciate everybody that does take the time out to uh listen to the show and let us know what you think uh leave us five star reviews on itunes stitcher radio um and um you know uh also go to the website theblackouttips.com leave comments there you know we appreciate everybody that does that uh, cause you don't have to do that. Nope. You know, um, a lot of you guys could just be out here bullshitting, but, uh, you're not. So thank you. We, we thank every single one of you. Um, of course, uh, we also appreciate people that go premium. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, those people sponsor the show indirectly and directly. Like if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have a show. Wouldn't be able to do this full time. So all the people that sign up to go premium, thank you so much. Yes, thank uh, you. And you can find the instructions for that at blackouttips.com slash premium. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport... Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Go to tweakedaudio.com and put in code TBGWT to get 33% off of some nice, sleek earbuds. You can listen to them at the gym. You can listen to them when you go uh, walking around the neighborhood. I like to listen to mine when I actually I, when I go to the grocery store somewhere by myself. I'll just throw those bad boys in. Put maybe put one in one ear, and um, you know, like no one has to disturb me. I get to listen to my podcast in peace, and uh, gives me a good reason to not pay attention to people. So um, <laughs> make sure you guys uh, go to Tweaked Audio. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes, it is. Even if you're not gonna be with that person for the rest of their life, give them some headphones that will last them for the rest of their life. Cause unlike your love, it comes with a lifetime guarantee. I know it's so. And that guarantee is unconditional. Unlike my love. Okay. So make <laughs> sure you guys, <laughs> make sure you guys, uh, do that. Go to tweakedaudio.com, code TBGWT, 33% off, free shipping, and a lifetime guarantee. Uh, alright. Uh, let's, uh, just get right into the news. I guess we don't really have a, let's talk about a bunch of shit. Nope. Um, the first things first, um, so I've been, uh, curiously watching. We normally save this kind of stuff for, um, Balls D Sports, but I wanted to talk about this. Um, I've been kind of watching, uh, this Marshawn Lynch, like, thing going down, uh, for the past, like, few days for, well, really for the past few weeks. And I don't know if you're up on the Marshawn Lynch thing, but basically he don't want to talk to the media. I've been getting that from the from the sports stuff. Yeah, and now he's had uh, issues with actually talking. Um, he's had issues in the 
past where he's talked about having like some sort of anxiety like socially okay um about you know talking yeah. in public and stuff but and they're not addressing that issue yeah and i think because of ray rice um adrian peterson and the way goodell handled that stuff and the people are feeling so so much animosity towards the nfl that they're kind of putting words in marshawn lynch's mouth like there's mm-hmm. this cartoon i saw someone sent to me and said the draw play uh 316 by david rapocio and it says uh hope i didn't fuck his name up too bad my bad if i did dave r but it says um marshawn look it's, it's it's commissioner goodell marshawn look we don't want to set a bad example for the public so if you grab your dick in the super bowl that is a 15 yard penalty it's vulgar and it sends a bad message and then they have marshawn lynch saying as a bad as a message is punishing people more for uniform violations than for stepping on other players or as bad as giving a wife beater two games and performing double jeopardy when called out or as bad as holding city taxpayers hostage so that billionaires don't have to fund their own stadiums. As bad as finding players for not being forthcoming with the media when the head office has no transparency. Or as bad as glorifying this violent, brutal game that literally shortens lives and irreparably damages players toward the exact same people who might be offended when I grab my dick after doing some, something you will show on highlight reels across all media platforms. And then it shows Goodell make like a sour face and then Marshawn Lynch goes right next to him and grabs his dick. Here's the thing. He's not saying anything. We don't know how he feels about any of this shit. It could just be like social phobia. He could just have like a legitimate mental issue. Right, which is something that they're not addressing. And that's my problem. It's a lot of people, just because you're great at something and just because you're great at something that a lot of people watch does not mean that you're an extrovert person. There are introvert people that actually do great and wonderful things, but then when people get around them, they don't respond in the way that people think they should respond. And the media, like, we're here with cameras and recording you, say something, and it's just one of those things where these are issues that are not addressed yeah. at all. And who he might need help, you know, he might need assistance. Well, he said he has social phobia. And they glossed are, over it. People are literally putting words into his mouth because he's remained silent. And it's funny because... To me, the interesting thing about it is who puts what words in his mouth basically depends on how you view things. So you have people that have him being some type of paragon of virtue and standing for some cause that he's never articulated. And then you have a bunch of people saying that like he he's selfish and he's doing all this negative stuff for not talking to the media. All I know about the dude is that he don't want to talk. That's really the end of it for me. Me too. You know, like all this grandstanding and like making him the mouthpiece of your causes. Don't be pissed whenever he comes out and says whatever else it is. Or he, the first time he says something that doesn't align with what you want him to say, you're going to jump in his shit, you know? Um, cause he's doing advertising. He's, he has no problem doing, uh, stuff for, uh, like Skittles. They did an advertisement, um, uh, with him. So, like, he has no problem getting paid to talk for stuff like that. He gets fined for not talking to the media. I think he was fined like $20,000 last week or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's definitely a situation where he does, he can function when he wants to. So, you know, and, and who, like, and, People are upset because, and they want like to redo the whole system. Like, well, it's messed up. The media makes the players talk. I mean, the, the NFL makes players talk to the media. Why not? Why wouldn't they? 
you are complicit in this system when you sign your contract you are going into a system where the media has a symbiotic relationship with the players and the teams like you want them to cover you don't you you want them to write about you don't you you would like the press for that shit as an organization and it's like once your job determines this is the thing that we want from this situation it really doesn't fucking matter how you feel about it it's a requirement of your job either don't take the job or take the fine but you can't you know like but you don't turn the guy into like a hero well he's not trying to be a hero this might just be the way he copes you know and we're turning into a, a, a us versus them situation like i like the only thing to me about it is that it's like it's funny you know like he had one where he did an interview today where he just said i'm just here so i won't get fined so once he gets settled into the podium we will listen in live here on NFL Network with Beast Mode. Do my time start. Oh, it started? Well, then let me start. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer so y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. 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 So, uh, you can probably get where the rest of this five minutes is going to go. Mm-hmm. He's here so he won't get fined. Uh, he was threatened with a $500,000 fine if he failed to be available for media day. So he basically just showed up, did all the required talking, said, I'm here so I won't get, get fined and left. And like I said, to me, it doesn't seem to be about a cause. It just seems to be some, either some kind of way he's coping or some kind of way, like what, whatever. He might not even be coping with anything. He might just be fucking around. What I know is that he's never come out and said why that's true he said a long time ago he had some issues they seem to have been dropped for a while and now it's kind of become a big story again um the more media attention that the team is getting so maybe this has been going on the whole time and just the media didn't care until you know it got more and more like right we want to know what this guy thinks but to act like the media or the nfl is doing some disservice by fucking helping the players promote themselves and the game and the shit that the media covers nope they're the product yeah stop just stop you know what i mean like th- this idea that media isn't part of his job is fucking ridiculous these like these guys have basically been uh media trained and in the spotlights for their entire lives at this point let's stop acting like you know just because we don't like the nfl that somehow these guys are all victims of being bullied by the nfl and talking to the media as if like it's some tor- sort of like negative thing if you want to like if he gets if he's been diagnosed with something and he wants to run that by the nfl and be like look this is abusive subjecting me to this i have a a, a a mental issue where i can't do this then i'm then i would understand people's like okay yes you can't find that guy because i would be okay with that you know like hey he's been diagnosed with social anxiety disorder he can't do this he just literally can't 
and then i found out what the nfl said he got to do it anyway well then i'm on your side you're right that's bullshit but if it's just he don't feel like talking to the media then what's the nfl supposed to do right they need their they need the guys to talk to the media they they that's kind of the gig and like they have a week before the super bowl dedicated to nothing but talking to the fucking media right like it's just like let's not let's not pretend that this is amateur athletics let's not pretend that this is uh that these are children and shit anymore because it's not that kind of game you can opt out but then you got to pay the fee you know so you know people were just discussing it with so much like speculation about what's going on with him and it just doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem like much seem like people just are making shit up as it goes um so yeah you know i like i said uh if 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 he wants to do this i mean it's probably helping like him doing what he did today probably helps make more of a uh, spectacle than if he just answered that questions correct you know because you're probably gonna have some bullshit ass answers to the questions anyway you know a bunch of uh you know oh we're gonna try to play hard we want to win you know like it's not like yeah he's a more, ton of shit to say right he more entertaining than belichick or john fox or some other people whatever like, oh these niggas is boring they're gonna ask your questions right but you ain't gonna get no sound bites yeah so i just thought it was interesting that people were turning like once i saw that cartoon i was like this shit really has gone too far like we're at the point now where we're, we're, they turned him into Martin Luther King. Like, oh, right. Like he's he's never been that verbose and spoken on that much about the hypocrisy of the NFL and shit. Even um, Richard Sherman, I feel like we lionize him because of a lot of like, um, well, he has dreads and he's a good cornerback, uh, but also he's well-spoken and he went to a smart school he grad, you know he's he was smart so and it's like yeah but he mostly only speaks up about shit that interests him in himself and shit that interests him for his sponsors mm-hmm. and talking shit about other teams it's not like you know it's not like there's this huge fucking like oh he's a social activist he's not muhammad ali you know it's mostly he's well-spoken and self-serving to a certain extent but that's it like we just keep lionizing these dudes it is what it is so i just i just thought that was interesting all right um remember we talked about the vanderbilt rape trial Mm -hmm. uh, a couple days ago um well the verdict is in for two of the four players that are on trial two of them haven't gone to trial yet um guilty took them three hours to um delineate delineate i think that's right delineate uh to to come to a verdict huh deliberate yeah does that was Mm -hmm. yeah so um (laughs) delineate so uh, (laughs) that's that's a tank so um they uh it took them um like three hours basically to come back with a verdict and they concluded that they were guilty good on all charges good and, and and i mean their defense was fucking stupid for right the, the one dude was like oh it's just a culture of permissiveness that ruined this innocent kid it's like the kid who fucked the unconscious woman then pissed on her and video recorded it yeah that, that that's peer pressure now that's what we're throwing that on you know peer pressure is like used to be smoking cigarettes i didn't know gang rape and uh urinating on a passed out lady uh on camera was uh just peer pressure yeah 
um because it also seems like i don't know a crime it is um so yeah they they face seven counts um uh well Corey Beatty faced seven counts and then brandon vanderberg the boyfriend who set it all up he faced nine counts and uh they all got guilty sentencing will uh be on march 6th um and uh yeah so i guess you know that's so far a good conclusion i mean there's still two more people i don't know if they uh were testifying against them or what but you know two more people got to go on trial too um for her to really get justice out of that situation but i'm glad that bullshit excuses didn't work right um Lil Wayne is uh like we talked suing baby mm-hmm. talking about leaving cash money. He also right. said when he leaves cash money, he's taking Drake and Nicki Minaj. I know he is. Yeah. Um I don't think that's how that works. I know it's not how it works, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. His freestyle over I love the cocoa song that song Coco. Remember that? I love the cocoa. It's terrible. Terrible yes. Yeah, that horrible song. He freestyled over that and you guys can see where his skill set currently lies. But uh mm. he said that he ain't tripping, he got Barbie and he got Drake. So he gonna take them with him. And uh you know. What 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 man in the Batmobile car they were interviewing now a few months ago? Remember that clip a few months ago talking about he went going nowhere? Yeah, what happened to that dude? You remember? What, yeah, he was okay. like a manager at Cash Money, and he was like, "Lil Wayne, Wayne ain't going nowhere, man." Yeah, and he took his utility belt and went flying in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, apparently there's a lot of snow going around. I'm glad it ain't here. Keep that shit away from me. So people are warming up their snowblowers for the first time of the year. Oh. Since 2003, 9,000 people have lost at least one finger in a snowblower accident. <gasps> yeah. A, people don't know how to use this big-ass equipment. Like, they're not probably trained in it. Mm-hmm. Then I guarantee you, it's like a lot more or other shit um, you need to get that stuff shit maintenance old. You know, you need to test that shit out. People just go and ram that shit up, and you have old shit parts need to be replaced. You know, people don't um uh do what they supposed to do as far as maintenance, and that shit backfires, chops off limbs. People don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's the end result. You ain't gotta worry about me, cause I'm not gonna be somewhere that requires it. You know what's funny is, um this is the worst time to chop a finger off because if you got a snowblower out chances are there's snow all over the everywhere right so now i'm gonna chop my finger off i gotta go to the hospital or the hospital gotta come to me in the snow that's if either one can happen Mm-mm, fuck that i'll be stuck in the house the average snowblower amputee is about 50 years old and male very male. In fact, of the 197 snowblower-related amputation cases in databases between 2003 and 2013, 
only seven or about 3.7 percent involved women right and because women like uh i'll fuck that if the shit if the put like this if the sun don't come out and melt that shit it's meant to goddamn stay yeah because you know men they get tired of sitting in the house they want me talking to the devil mm-hmm. they go fuck it i gotta go out here and plow some snow i got to get blow some snow or something i got to do something <laughs> get away from you bitch she's driving me crazy and they go out there and they they go, oh, you know, another good way to get away from her is go to the hospital and they cut their hand off. <laughs> oh, they don't do it for that reason. Uh, but it, it, basically, I mean, it's pretty simple. Obviously, men are more likely to operate snowblowers than women because of, you know, gender roles and the way that we perceive shit in America. It's, hey, men do the outside work. Women do the inside work. Yeah, it's women to do the outside work, but I'm like, fuck that. Nope. Uh, apparently there's 3.7% of women that do the outside work, Karen. Yeah, okay. I said they're awesome, but so, not me. Uh, I ain't say all, but we generalize it. So, uh, second, the women are typically more sensible about these things than men. <laughs> right, because they know, they already understand that I am not as strong as a man. I don't mean no home. Like, I can do this, but I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be aware. I'm going to be alert at what the fuck is happening. Because mm-hmm. I am a female and I understand that I'm not macho and I can lose a goddamn limb. I'm like, fuck it. Boom, boom, boom. Ah! Yeah, well, we're happened. bred to think that there's manliness attached to shit like this. You know what I mean? So like, like if you losing limbs. Yeah, well, not <laughs> losing limbs, but I mean, I guess indirectly, yes. Right. You know, uh, but you know, this idea like I'm out, I'm gonna handle this outside shit. I'm gonna blow this snow you know what i mean i'm gonna get out here and it's old men too ain't the, the young boys are like fuck it dude you know you get to a certain age you're like hey i'm a i'm a man and, and, and you like you like 50 you half a century it's one of those things where i guess you've done it so long mm-hmm. you just routine to you you you've never had this problem before and it's, i don't even think it's about doing it so long for some of these people i think a lot of <laughs> the great big secret to life that a lot of people just have not grasped is that being an adult is a lot like being a kid as in i don't know what the fuck i'm doing okay that's the truth and so a lot of shit uh people go and they're basically trying it you know mm-hmm. hey i got a yard what do i need to do well i need to aerate it now i need an aerator oh i need a lawnmower because i need to cut it oh I, I, what's the difference between this lawnmower and that lawnmower a lot of it takes practice and time and a lot of it you know the skill set isn't necessarily there for everybody, but you get, you learn by practicing. That's true. I guarantee you a lot of these accidents are probably like first time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's normally how you fuck shit up. You, you're not familiar with it. Uh, there's two type of accidents really. You're not familiar with it or you get overconfident, you know, yeah. but those are pretty much it. You know, I bet you these dudes just go out there thinking there's some manly shit you should know how to do. Every man has experienced this. Hey, we need to put together a coffee table. I don't know shit about putting together a coffee table, what? but I got to look like a man. Let me get my screwdriver and get these instructions. That shit is a and lot. Fix this stuff and how, you know, I want to impress my woman. They don't tell you that lots depend on what kind you get. That shit ain't even written in English. They don't tell you that the picture, the parts on the picture don't match all the parts you got. They don't tell you it's a ABCDFG. Your shit got numbers instead of letters. Like that shit is. <laughs> Lot in the sounds. Yeah, so I think you basically end up with a lot of people overconfident or more than likely undereducated when it comes to dealing with these power tools and got there and fuck themselves up. You know, I, I think 
they go out there and chop their hands off yeah and and this is one of those things where i don't when, when it comes to certain things i know it costs money but i'm like fuck it i do not know how to do it and i'm not fucking shit up because depending on what it is you'd have been better off paying somebody to come do this than goddamn losing the limb overall well first of all if it's like this that manly stupid shit what are you gonna do blow the snow off your driveway that's it <laughs> like the street's still probably fucked up like just right chill out. and you can't go nowhere uh this reflects on a couple things oh wait overall an average of 5,700 people hurt themselves snow plowing each year Ugh. that's a lot um aside from amputation snowblowers cause burns 64 year old male in shorts draining case from snowblower when it ignited and burned lower legs oh shit in shorts care what it's goddamn Guess negative 22 degrees white yeah. it's negative 22 degrees outside you out there with i see people cut grass and flip-flops and shit i've been thinking man did that fucker catch a rock or some shit and blow it back at your legs or your foot i seen people out cutting grass and goddamn bathers and somebody getting a goddamn tan what the fuck is wrong with you 43 year old male op- open fractured his hand but uh put his hand in the snowblower chute i don't know much about snow blowing but i feel like putting your hand in the chute doesn't seem like a smart thing to do no i don't know what a chute is but obviously you had to reach down into some shit no thank you general aches and pains lower back pain shit like that this dude was 72 they got that the old ass doing outside right. still in the grand scheme of things snow blowing injuries are relatively rare and equal equally risky activity is shoveling snow yeah, they, yeah they, they said that uh, uh, a lot of people, uh, not a lot, but they've had people that actually have had, especially older people that have had heart attacks shoveling snow because they get out there, like say they overcompensate mm-hmm. and do it too hard or do it too long or lift too much and tear their body to pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sun don't melt that shit? Nope. Shoveling snow is significant physical effort. Patients who have known coronary disease under management and treatment are obviously a group that would not be advised to shovel snow. So, yeah, man. Snow accidents. Y'all be careful up there. Mm-hmm. I heard it didn't really even do shit in New York. Um, the blizzard that they called on coming. They, they sent everybody home. Like, everybody go home. We shut down subways. <laughs> I heard everybody had to get up and go to work anyway. Because I uh, didn't do shit. Right. Um, what? That's right. You know them. You we got to go to snow up to our eyeballs because why fuck it right it's, nope it's gonna snow be yeah. last snow outside son dunny right i did uh what is that that um time hop thing and it must have snowed like a year or two ago around this time because i tweeted something that was like uh if i see snow on the ground my ass ain't going into work and i was like i still feel the same way uh Look at that two chains wants to run for mayor of college park georgia I say do it. Why? Because you can. Uh, he already proved he can debate Nancy Grace, which I feel like is a low bar. Yes, it is. Now the hip-hop star is thinking about politics, specifically mayor of his hometown, College Park. I feel like if Jesse the Body Ventura could make a mm-hmm. a move like this. Goddamn Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now the hip-hop star is thinking about politics, specifically mayor of his hometown, the College Parks. Park. I'm looking forward to running at the end of the year. Or next year, 
i'm waiting to see if i meet all the qualifications the word of two chains political ambitions initially served in an interview with double xl mag i'm supposed to be running for mayor in college park i got everybody wishing he told the site two chains legally known as Tahid epps earned high marks as a student at alabama state university where he attended as on a basketball scholarship but the 37-year-old also has a few arrests for narcotics possession on his resume. His quest for mayoral supremacy would pit him against Jack Longino, who served as College Park mayor since 1996. That might be a fight. I wonder what he qualifies him to be mayor, really. Mm-hmm. I wonder what his platform going to be. I mean, obviously legalizing weed, but of course. that seems more like a statewide initiative. I don't think you can just be like, it's legal here in College Park. <laughs> no well. Smoke it if you got it within the city limits all right they're gonna be calling him mayor two chains <laughs> like it's not gonna work i don't know but i say why not we have ex-wrestlers ex-actors uh, all kinds of people running for goddamn government why not uh we only have a f- few questions for the uh speed round of the debate uh now uh we are running out of time so we're just gonna go to both of the candidates and we just really want a true or a false to these uh if elected mayor you will seek to lower taxes uh mr uh uh was mr longino uh yes true i will i will lower taxes uh two chains true all right uh true or false you are pro-choice uh mr mayor longino well, while I do believe that, you know, a woman's health is uh, a precious thing, I do. <laughs> True or false, man? Uh, uh, false. Uh, uh, false. I'm pro-life. Uh, True, Shanks? True. All right. All right. So we'll just go to the next round of questions. Um, <laughs> are you high right now? True. <laughs> oh, I didn't say anybody's name yet. Uh, but I guess two chains is high. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be an interesting debate. I hope they put those on TV. At least YouTube. Um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, Pat Robertson is in the news. Let's talk about some Christians. You know, religion is my favorite topic. Everybody loves when we cover religion. Pat Robertson was on 700 Club. Um, and you know, they got one of those calls. Right, right. I have been a, a 700 Club partner for many years. I am 67 years old and still working because retirement money does not cover our basic expenses. I was thinking about a reverse mortgage, but have doubts. What do you think? All right, here's the deal on reverse mortgages. Uh, they will not take your house away from you as long as you are alive and live in it. Uh, when you do leave, uh, uh, you don't have to pay it off, but somebody has to pay it off, namely the United States taxpayer. So it's not a good deal for the taxpayers, but for most people it's a pretty good deal. But you need to analyze uh, what you're talking about and get some, get an advisor to help you on it. But it could be a good deal for you. Um, now, the reason they were saying that's a big deal is because um, she's a paying member of his 700 Club Teleministry. Um, so they like, hey, whatever you gotta do to pay this motherfucking money, money, man, 240 a year ain't gonna pay itself. That's just the basic membership. If you wanna be in the chairman circle, that's 10,000 a year. That's right, y'all. Pat Robinson ain't giving away to Jesus for free. The game is to be sold, not told. 
you gotta pay ten thousand dollars a year to be in the Serenity Club. I mean, in the I guess the chairman circle must go straight to heaven. They must get like an escalator or something, ah! as opposed to, to the stairway to heaven. Like, what is it? Oh, what's the deal no. with that? <laughs> you teleport. What's happening here? All right, uh, you can get the elevator to heaven. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I'm glad I paid that ten G's. That's a long line. Y'all up there wrapped around heaven like the iPhone coming out. I'm. Ah! I'm going straight to the VIP. It's going to be me, Paul, Jesus. I'm going to be chilling. Timothy. Right. You know, a lot of people say they need Jesus in their life, Karen, but I think a lot of these people need Judas in their life. You know what I mean? They need somebody <laughs> to stab them in the back. No, no, thank I read you. your tweets. No, thank you. Uh, Raphael Cruz warns Christians God will hold you accountable if transgender people uh use a bathroom what mm-hmm. they can use uh use the bathroom a ban on transgender discrimination is a recipe for disaster using a lot of excuses that are not biblical you know the first one that i hear so often pastor jackson bishop jackson is politics is a dirty business i don't want any part of it and so they wash their hands like Pontius Pilate and totally refrain from the civic society. But you know, Proverbs 29.2 tells us when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. They record this on like a speak speakerphone, on like a speakeasy? <laughs> they record this on the cassette tape. Right, yeah, this is an eight-track? Anyway, let me finish playing it. When the wicked rule, people mourn. If the righteous, the people of faith, the people that uphold the biblical principles upon which this nation was founded, the principles that have made this country the greatest nation on the face of the earth, if those people do not vote, do not even run for office, what is left? The wicked electing the wicked. And that is exactly what has been happening in America. I'm sorry, he is... I can't barely understand them. I'll just read the transcript because Jesus Christ. An ordinance was passed by city council with the blessing of the mayor that allows men to walk into women's bathrooms. It even would allow kids to make football teams to go shower with the girls. That is a recipe for disaster for sexual predators for who knows what. So my call to every Christian is enough. We can no longer sit comfortable on the pews and pastors. You cannot continue to hide behind the pulpit. God will hold you accountable. Cruz added, Christians must stand against all the ungodliness that is being promoted through our, our government. You see, we've got to realize that the government is promoting a religion, he opined, and that religion they're promoting is a religion of secularism, and it is the antithesis of Christianity. And, of course, this ordinance included protections for transgender people in Houston, so he says it's a direct attack on the church. Mm-hmm. He also said that the kids are going to be forced to shower with the girls at the football games. Oh, I said they would never allow that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think people understand this. Uh, the way that the transgender thing is going to work, I guess. Like they just have this like doom and gloom. Like everybody's just going to be fucking. That's it. Like that's what gay means in America. That's what LGBT means. That's like everything that is not straight means people are going to just uncontrollably fuck <laughs> straight people anything objects 
each on. other animals people do that period regardless of what their sexuality is if they if they're like i'm gonna fuck everything moving they're gonna do it people also there's also this assumption that like if you don't quote unquote allow it it'll stop happening That's yeah true. like one what if god didn't want this to have happen he couldn't stop it himself it's up to y'all y'all <laughs> y'all pass y'all pass these rules <laughs> yeah god's like man i would do something about it but hopefully pat robinson to get my back Mm-mm. you know then the other thing is um okay so it's existing it's happening do you think putting a law on the books is gonna make people go well i was gonna have gay sex today i was gonna be a transgender person but since the law is out there that i can't use the same bathroom i'm just gonna not be gay thanks i'll just figure it out we need like i never understood that complaint so you want the straight people don't they want the gay people to marry us is that what the thing is i know you prefer uh to be with another man but sorry you got to marry a woman and uh it's me like it's just it's just fucking weird it's such a weird response um to to all of this stuff well um but all right so uh republican uh dude named uh louis gomer who's a republican in texas mm-hmm. accused gop congresswomen who he called republican females i know he's a black dude on twitter uh, ah! <laughs> of sending entirely the wrong message when they derailed a 20-week abortion ban because it did not have an acceptable exception for rape during a conference call with pastor ew jackson on Tuesday, Gomer urged conservatives to continue to pressure Republicans in Congress even after bills like the 20-week abortion ban did not pass as expected. By the way, isn't it hilarious that they got this majority and now it's supposed to be like Republicans going to run everything. They can't get shit passed. Right. Obama hadn't had to use that veto yet. Mm-hmm, and they swore they were, oh, we're going to pass everything. We're going to get it all. They can't even no. f- stop fighting amongst themselves. Correct. And they are women. They are women. So, yeah, uh, we don't give a fuck about abortions, but, uh, yeah, motherfucker, I get raped. No. But they're all white men. Don't they know better? No. With their expertise about vaginas and reproductive rights as old white men, they would have a personal experience to know. I, I don't give up making the calls. They make a difference. They have changed the attitude in this Congress. I am astounded at the number of people who have been fence sitters that are standing up and taking really strong positions now because they want their constituents to understand, gee, I didn't do what you wanted on the speaker's race, but I'm going to show you how, how conservative and strong I can be on this issue and that issue. And really... Uh, that, I think, was driving the abortion bill, the pro-life bill, to the floor before it had even gone through uh, committee. Uh, our leadership was so anxious to show people that, look, we, we are standing firm on these issues you care about, and, and especially on the two you brought up. So uh, most of the conference was 100% in favor of the bill that was going to be brought to the floor. Uh, some of us were wishing that there would not be any exceptions because it was going to be 20 weeks, no abortions after 20 weeks, when the evidence is clear, those babies feel. Um, but 
there was an exception put on there that uh, uh, unless there was a case of reported right, reported to authorities. Well, that became the dividing factor uh, among uh, some of our female uh, members of the House, Republican female members, uh, but some were adamant they didn't want any exceptions. Some were saying, no, we need to not require be reported to authorities. And so anyway, that should have all been hashed out before it was announced that bill was coming to the floor. Now, I'm told that they're still going to bring it back, uh, but because there was such division among our uh, Republican females, then... Uh, they pulled the bill that day, and that was extremely unfortunate. It sent the entirely wrong message. But because people like you have been making calls, I, I think we're going to see that come back. But phone calls and emails to your members of Congress, especially after some got so scorched uh, last you know, two weeks ago, uh, I think they make even more difference now because people are particularly acutely sensitive to their constituents' feelings now. It, it's made a difference, and it's been a terrific help. Please don't stop doing that. Well, Congressman, that, you, you just made news, and that's an encouragement to us all, that even when we don't seem to win on the issue, being heard from makes a difference and can change the atmosphere in Congress it, on that basis. It has. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I'm, I'm experiencing it this week. I feel like he ends that with, now, uh, you can make the check out to Louie Gomer. That's L-O-U-I-E. Ah, my pack. <laughs> right. Gomer pack. Just put that in there. You, you, what's funny is you look at these fuckers, all these Republicans, that, these men that are anti-choice, and they all look like they haven't been in a vagina since they came out of vagina. You know what I mean? They all got the same, like, sex is bad, okay, look to them. Like, what, like, when's the last time you've, like, you know, of course you want women to, to have the baby if they get pregnant. It's the only fucking thing you're gonna have to remember it by, cause no one's letting you fuck them more than once. Um, and then, of, and of course there's a divide on rape with women versus men who potentially uh, don't aren't aren't the victims of rape majority of the time but more importantly can't get pregnant so you don't even have to deal with this shit so you can go even if you did get raped it's of no fucking concern to you that there might be a baby involved because you're a man and you can't physically carry a baby i would like to think rather than to have an arrogant fucking approach of these females betrayed us rather than to have that arrogant approach you would be like huh that is interesting women that agree with us on every other fucking part of this issue said rape is too far right. maybe we should be informed by their point of view maybe they can teach us something who gives a fuck about women teaching them something yeah <sighs> Just fucking idiots, man. I'm in a number of vaginas flapping. I right. don't hear anything when they talk. All I see is vagina. With line, the vagina lips moving all over the place. You can't get a word in edgewise. Stop moving them lips. Right. You scare me. Boogity boogity. 
um there's a gay alabama legislator that threatens to expose her colleagues uh infidelities if they preach family values uh, this is in alabama state representative patricia todd is an openly gay legislator and she's threatening to play hardball in a fight over marriage equality in her state over the weekend ty warned her colleagues who oppose same-sex marriage that they better be careful about the way they defend traditional marriage and about the way they conduct their own lives according to times daily the representative claims she prepared she's prepared to outlaw lawmakers rumored to have had extramarital affairs but who proclaim to defend family values right there's a lot of people just like a lot of people that's against abortion their wives have had abortions their daughters have had abortions their family members have had abortions right they paid for abortions right uh i will not stand by and allow legislators to talk about family values when they have had affairs and i know how who i know many who are and have todd posted on facebook over the weekend i will call our elected officials who want to hide in the closet out she elaborated in an interview with the Huffington Post. If certain people come out and start espousing this rhetoric about family values, then I will say, let's talk about family values because here's what I heard. I don't have direct knowledge because obviously I'm not the other person involved in the affair. But one thing you would never hear about me is that I ever cheated on a partner or had an affair, Todd, uh, said Todd. One thing I'm pretty consistent on is I do not like hypocrites. If you can explain your position and you hold yourself to the same standard you want to hold me to, then fine. But you cannot go out there and smear my community by condemning us and somehow making us feel less than expect me to be quiet. The representative's comments came in response to U.S. District Court Judge Callie Grenade's decision over the weekend to issue a two-week stay on ruling to strike down Alabama's ban on same-sex marriage which will give the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals a few weeks longer to determine whether or not to continue the state's delay. Alabama's same-sex couples remain in a state of limbo, but if the delay is ended, the state will become the 37th to legalize same-sex marriage. Wow, we're up to 37. We're doing pretty good in the last few years. Mm, we're knocking them down. Still think we need to get, you know, all the way to 50. Yeah, we but uh, 37 ain't bad compared to where we came from. That's more than half. And, uh, yeah, man, that's funny because straight people have been getting a pass on this family value shit. Mm -hmm. And then they get caught out here cheating on their wives, uh, fucking other people, sex scandals, sexting and all this shit. And it's like, we just go, oh, that's just, they just got caught out there as part of the game. But it's like, well, it's also actively destructive when you're fucking preaching about family values and morality is the reason gay people can't get married Correct. while you're out here fucking other people that aren't your wife or husband. Right. Um, so, uh, they have kind of announced, uh, the cast of Ghostbusters. Okay. Paul Feig is the, uh, person who's, uh, directing it. And in a tweet, he put, a uh, picture that appears to reveal the four female leads of uh ghostbusters uh, i'll put the picture in the chat for everybody um so they can see for themselves um one minute after he posted uh oh by the way the the picture was uh kristen wig from saturday night live three times saturday night live host melissa mccarthy uh snl cast member kate mckinnon and leslie jones in a reboot of the paranormal movie franchise so there's all three of them are, uh saturday night live alums are current uh currently on their that roster 
one minute after he tweeted the photos of the four actresses without any accompanying text Tuesday afternoon the hollywood reporter posted an article that cites mccarthy's deal as well as reports of ongoing negotiations with wig mckinnon and jones uh i just gotta say shout out to les doll man mm-hmm. she blowing up she's doing it big top five and now this i hope the movie is good man but um glad to see her getting that work man i feel like she's gonna knock it out the park um it's funny because i remember when she first came out and she did that stand-up and people got so uptight about her so uptight um what i thought was not only hilarious but poignant point of view about how uh slavery has the define what beauty is and mm-hmm. when what the difference between black people as meat and uh and then t- today's current societal standards of beauty um i thought that was fucking eloquent and well done and uh i laughed uh and people were like i want her off of saturday night live I was like you just got a black person on black woman on that what are you doing um and then she's going on to be you know pretty good on there um uh, other than that Chris Rock skit where they was both fucking up. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but um uh-huh. <laughs> she's going on to be pretty cool, man. And you know, she's edgy and she's always willing to push it for a joke. Um and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But um, you know, she's put in the time. Uh so good for her, man. Uh we'll see what happens with that. Um so yeah. Ghostbusters the woman version uh also um what else happened oh uh jonathan chait he's a guy that is uh he got into it with ta-nehisi coates over um reparations and all this shit last year it was kind of they went back and forth in the series that article yeah okay they went back and forth in a series of articles actually last year um you know about racism and how to combat it and all this shit um so you know he's a white dude that talks about race so as with all people period of any color any gender that talk about race there's backlash all right you're talking about a a edgy topic people are getting upset about it well he um posted something called not a very pc thing to say and it's basically about how hey uh when i share my opinion on race everybody isn't just fucking like bowing on their knees and sucking my dick uh some of y'all had a nerve to get an attitude and be upset about it uh he says um around 2 a.m on december 12th four students approached the apartment of omar mahmoud a muslim student at the university of michigan who had recently published a column in the school newspaper about his perspective as a minority on campus the students who were recorded on a building surveillance camera wearing baggy hooded sweatshirts to hide their identity littered Mahmoud's uh, doorway with copies of his column scrawled with messages like you scum embarrass us shut the fuck up and do you even go here leave they posted a picture of a demon and splattered eggs this might appear to be the sort of episode that was stroke that was stoked the moral conscience of students on a progressive campus like ann arbor and it would it was quickly agreed that an act of unbiased intimidation had taken place but Mahmoud was widely seen as a perpetrator rather than a victim his column published in the school's conservative newspaper had spoofed the culture of talk taking offense that pervades the campus Mahmoud satirically pretended to denounce the white cisgender hetero upper class man who offered to help him when he slipped leading him to denounce our barbaric attitude towards people of left-handedness the gentle tone of his mockery was closer to charlie brown than to charlie hebdo 
the Michigan Daily, where Mahmoud also worked as a columnist and film critic, objected to the placement of his column in the conservative paper, but hardly wanted his satirical column on his own pages. Mahmoud later said he was told by the editor that his column had created a hostile environment in which at least one daily staffer felt threatened and that he must write a letter of apology to the staff when he refused the daily fired him and the subsequent vandalism of his apartment served to confirm his status as a thought criminal. The episode would not have shocked anyone familiar with the campus scene from two decades earlier in 1992. An episode along somewhat an analogous lines took place also in Ann Arbor. In this case, the offending party was feminist video- videographer Carol Jacobson, who had produced an exhibition documenting the lives of sex workers. The exhibition's subjects presented their profession as a form of sexual empowerment a position that ran headlong against the theories of Catherine McKinnon, a law professor at the university, who had gained national renown for her radical feminist critique of the First Amendment as a tool of male privilege. McKinnon's beliefs nestled closely with the academic movement that was then being described by his advocates as well as his critics as political correctness. Michigan had already responded to the demands of the pro-PC activists by imposing a campus-wide speech code purported to restrict all manner of discriminatory speech only for it to be struck down as a First Amendment violation in federal court. In Ann Arbor, McKinney had attracted a loyal following of students, many of them, many of whom copied her method of argument. The pro-McKinney students upset over the display of pornographic video clips descended upon Jacobson's ex- exhibit and confiscated a videotape. There were speakers visiting the campus for a conference on prostitution, and the video posed a threat to their safety, the students insisted. This is the same inversion of victim and victimizer at work last December. In both cases, the threat was deemed not the angry mobs out crush, uh, out cr- to crush opposing ideas, but the ideas themselves. The theory animated both attacks turns out to be a durable one. Animating both attacks turns out to be a durable one with deep roots in the political left. So then he talks about Charlie Hebdo and goes in to basically turn into, hey, political correctness is the, the devil. You know, it's the problem. Um, they come for people because they're not being politically correct and that's not right. And eventually you get to the point, which is that he's been hit up like this. You see what I'm saying? Like, Oh, I've been, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do trigger warnings when I write shit. I don't want to, uh, have to use certain buzz phrases. I don't want to have to temper my language. I want to be able to write whatever I want to write. And here's the thing, you can already. Yes, you can. No one can stop this man from writing whatever the fuck he wants. That's not an editor. You know? At one point he writes, I'm white and I'm male, a fact that is certainly worth bearing in mind. I was also a student at the University of Michigan during the Jacobson incident and was attacked for writing an article for the campus paper defending the exhibit. If you consider this background and demographic information the very essence of my point of view, then there's not much point in reading any further. But this pointlessness is exactly the point. Political correctness makes debate irrelevant and frequently impossible. Under PC culture, the same idea can be expressed identically by two people, but perceived differently depending on the race and sex and the individuals doing the expressing. Now, I, I do agree that that happens. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, that happens with us on the show. Yes, it does. Most of the time, when we talk about certain things, we agree on them, but we have different ways of expressing ourselves. We use different words. We have different levels of passion and enthusiasm about different topics. Correct. But many times, we'll say the same thing. But on Twitter, like someone will pick you out and be like, I really appreciate you speaking out on this. 
I spoke out on it too at the same time. Someone will hit me up. Oh man, the blackout tips at Rod. I really appreciate you saying blah, blah, blah. You said it too. But that one person basically like zoomed in and focused on me for whatever reasons. And when another person zoomed in and focused on you, we said the same exact basic things, just different ways. I think what happens is that these guys sometimes are wrong. And part of the reason that they get challenged on being wrong, because that's all people are doing are challenging you. If if you're wrong, sometimes people assume, well, what part of the reason you're wrong is because of how you're treated in society. You may be blind to these issues or just not have to care. Now, that's correct. And it's up to you what you do with that information. So, like, um, if, if, if I'm talking, for example, when I was talking on Twitter about how, um, I'm not able, I don't really speak to our neighbors, like our female neighbors. If they're by themselves, especially not then, unless they speak to me first. If not, I just walk right on by. I don't want no problems. They don't want no problems. I, you know, I live here. I'm not going to do anything to you. If shit, if I see someone doing something to you, I'm going to try to do my best to fucking help, you know, to help you. That being said, I don't want them, those people to be uncomfortable. That's just my perspective. That's my experience. I can only speak to that experience. I can't really speak to her, her experience. I just want that person to be comfortable. I've seen enough on Twitter, blogs, other podcasts from women where I'm like, this is a thing that makes some women uncomfortable. I'd rather err on the side of caution and not do that, right? The, hey, how you doing? Some women take that as like, oh, shit, what is it? Are you trying to disarm me so he can do something to me? So, you know, so that, but I can only speak to my experience when it comes to that. I'm not, so like, I've had, I remember there was a time I said on Twitter and this girl was basically like, it's not always about you. And I was like, it's about me all the time in my skin. Like, I can't, I can't not see my point of view. Keep in mind, I didn't diminish these women. I didn't talk bad about these women. I didn't even make jokes about these women. I didn't even say it was their fault. I didn't say, uh, and I'm, and I'm already taking the actions that people would recommend me to take, right? Cause I'm like, so what should I do? Well, it's just not about you. I was like, but I'm not talking to them. I'm not bothering them. I'm not disturbing them. I can still have my brain and think what I want to think. Period. Like I didn't call these women names. Nothing. I didn't do anything inappropriate. This is my Twitter account. And I'm just saying, yeah, it feels awkward, but it's to me, it's worth it. I'd rather feel awkward then have her feel threatened period that's the process that goes through guys heads when they decide i'm not gonna go out here and do this shit right so um i feel like that's what happens with these guys he's a white dude he gets involved in these racial discussions he can only look inside his head he's giving his point of view but when anyone disagrees with him, all of a sudden he wants to like turn into everyone's the PC mafia. Y'all coming down on me rather than to just be like, yeah, um, maybe this is another point of view that I just haven't thought about. You know, that's how, that's how I look at it. But you know, I, and plus, you know, they get in these toxic debates and the shit goes on all day on Twitter and mm-hmm. in the comment sections of their articles. And when you're going back and forth, um it can get nasty people do gang up both sides um people do use these 
catchy buzzwords that are very dismissive loaded words but if you're going to engage in these conversations you can't be but so sensitive he said this has led to elaborate norms and terminology within certain communities on the left for example mansplaining a concept popularized in 2008 by rebecca solnit uh who described the tendency of men to patronizingly hold forth to women on subjects the woman knows better and so in this case the man in question mansplained to her her own book uh so she wrote a book and the dude was like let me tell you what your book means uh the fast popularization of the term speaks to how exasperating the phenomena can be and mansplaining has at times proved useful in identifying discrimination embedded in everyday rudeness but it has now grown into an all-purpose term of abuse that can be used to discredit any argument by a man so like like i said it's his feelings someone has said why are you mansplaining to me and he took it personal so he got so he wrote a whole article you know what i'm saying um you know he's also white explaining straight explaining issues like so um and my thing is if that's not what you're doing i wouldn't be offended by it really like if someone tried to like like i said that i remember that day i was like oh no i i definitely understand that oh in this situation i'm putting a woman's comfort first i'm okay with this at no point am i complaining and saying uh no i don't i'm gonna speak to you you gonna you gonna take it yeah and a lot of times it's one of those things where like like he like you said article when certain things come up and it affects women there are very irrational and illogical people, period. Right. But in her mind, she read it and she interpreted it as you telling these women what to do. Right. And that's not what she said and that's not what's happening, but that don't matter. Like in her mind, that's what she that's what that's what she interpreted. And it's one of those things where uh one reason why I don't get into a lot of uh debates, arguments and shit like that on Twitter because people don't want to be rational and logical. A lot of times they come already with their bullet points already with their with their marking points, I already got their links already linked up in Google or Drive or wherever they say they shit at. And go boom, 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 boom. And you're like, that's not what I said. Well, I don't give a fuck. This is what we're going to talk about. Boom, 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 boom. And you're like, I, I don't have time for this because you don't really want to talk. You just want, you're just here for a debate. And I'm not here for a debate on something that's personal and, and my own opinion. Not to mention, let's be honest. Some people are here for a debate. Okay. I'm, but, let, but let's be honest about it. White people are having, especially white men, are in a situation where they're having to start sharing the space. Yeah. They're used to not, like the internet has allowed people that were marginalized to group together and to be heard. Yes. How you feel about that is directly proportionate to basically how much entitlement you had in the space beforehand. So now you have guys like Jonathan Chait who used to be seen as, you know, the, the white, um, go-to guy for opinion on race and shit competing with people that go no i'm black and i feel like i know better than you and i actually feel like you're wrong on this even though you swear you're trying to help i know your heart's in the right place but you're wrong and and it's like the offense there you know it's like when we talked about those awards the other night and it was like for jessica chastain when she gave the speech when she won her award about you know uh diversity and I was like, that's a cool speech. And I think that's awesome for her to say that. And the backlash she got was ridiculous for yes, saying that. Yes, it was. But also, you do realize when you call for diversity, 
jessica chastain that means you might not get your award next year <laughs> correct you know what i'm saying someone has to put their award back for there to truly be diversity for there to be a level playing field where they're gonna actually give people a chance to compete someone has to give it up it's like when you allow the color barrier to be broken in the mlb at some point that means guys who typically would have won are going to start losing because there's more competition because you're now giving people a fair evaluation that weren't getting a fair evaluation before I feel like that's what happens with these guys like Jonathan Chait, where it's like, I'm giving up space here. And look, I have a nice opinion of you guys. Why won't, why isn't that enough? (laughs) I care about women. I care about women. I care about minority causes. I, why I'm, I'm still a white man. I can't help but be a white man. Why can't y'all just cut me a slack? Let me be a certain amount wrong and just disagree you know but this is a dude that kind of put himself out there like him going back and forth with um with coach kind of kind of put him out there in a situation where people were more gunning for him than they were before mm-hmm. um but this isn't just race this isn't just about coats this is about sex this is about gender this is about this is about a lot of stuff that when you operate in a pc space and a liberal space especially you got to recognize that liberals go hard. They eat their own. Yeah. You know, like this is the space you decided to make your living in. You can't, you really can't opt in and out. Um, so anyway, I, I just thought that was funny. Um, and, and it's very long. Like this read is so fucking long. Oh, it's, that read is, oh, and it's is all because it? of 20,000 words. What's happening here? He had a quota. Yeah. And it's all hurt feelings. It's so many like hurt feelings in this. And, you know, let's cherry pick the times where I feel like people went too hard on somebody and shit like that. So anyway, I brought that up because Jonathan Hodgman, who people might know from his work on the daily show. Mm hmm. He put a response to it on Twitter, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, now his response is pretty nuanced. Like he didn't just go in on Jonathan Chay, like you fucking idiot. You know, like it was a nuanced response and, uh, I'll read some of it. Um, I acknowledge the phenomena he is describing as an actual thing. I was on campus in the nineties and I'm on the internet now. I've seen and occasionally been confronted by principal passion and vitriol in response to what I thought was a mild opinion. I are flustered at the suggestion that my opinion is simply invalid due to my privilege. I have watched sides entrenched, circular arguments tighten in the sanctimonious death spirals and jockeying for grievance status. Sometimes I conclude that some people just want to fight for its own sake. It offers them something. The other is not important. Um, by the way, I, I agree with that. Sometimes each one is an individual case, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes I look at shit like, um, cancel colbert and i'm just like those people just wanted to fight today yes like it was really like today was no more special than any other day motherfuckers just decided today is the day we fucking with colbert correct you know um and when suey park comes out and says so much eventually you're like okay so she even says she was fucking around and now can we stop acting like we need to defend it uh, he said, number six, he says, it was ever thus online. However, it was ever thus in every smelly college coffee house ever. Yeah, that's another thing people try to turn it into. Well, it's just the internet. Nah. 
people really are typing these things these are real people <laughs> right like these eggs are real people the eggs that pop up and call folks niggas and, right. and harass women and and call them sluts and cunts and whores and threaten to rape them and and shoot their kids those are people uh, there are toxic, toxic, pointless arguments all over the internet since the internet began. Social justice is just one flavor of the contentiousness. But I will say the quote unquote PC critiques, even at their most infuriating to me, almost always make me think and yes, check my privilege. Cause people hate that phrase. But it's like, hey man, if that's what it do, that's what it do, right? Um, oh, how did I get on this? Oh yeah, alright, close this. So, uh, he said, I'd never heard of, I'd never heard of cisgender until it was hurled at me as an invalidating insult on Twitter. I bet it's true for at Jonathan Chait too. But I'm glad to know it. I'm glad to give these issues thought. It enlarges me. It enlarges me to be called out even when I conclude the caller is a troll and especially when it's by a person I respect. And Jonathan Chait offers very little evidence against this form of contentiousness other than anxiety and hurt feelings of some colleagues. Right. That's the thing. You engage in these debates, your feelings might get hurt. Correct. You got to get over that day one, basically, or else you can't have a conversation because the the subjects you're talking about are contentious themselves. Like, you're talking about race in America, talking about gender in America. People are already riled up. If if your whole thing is, I want to engage in a discussion where I can say things that come off callous and uninformed, but I don't want anyone to react to those things. Yeah, that's, yeah. Then you can't, then we can't have a conversation. You're not really prepared for it. You know, I, like I've read the Tiny Easy Coast thing and to me it felt like it got contentious, but I never thought it crossed the line to disrespectful. But Chate treated that like, oh, I got disrespected. Like, why did I even talk to this Negro? You know what I mean? Like, it just felt very like, you know, what was I even thinking talking to you? Of course you, you know, you, now, now I'm the problem, you know, uh, to suggest that somehow this discourse is hurting its own side has a name, concern trolling. Hmm. And concern trolling is when you do the, well, you know, if you tell me that I should use this term, then you're really just hurting yourself because now I'm not going to be your ally. Well, you never was in the first place then. Yeah, this is why I don't like that term. And I don't, I don't, I never call myself that. I care about certain shit because right. I care about it. Right, and I'm passionate about it because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. I don't need to be a part of your group. I don't need to be a part of your 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 um conglomerate or anything else to voice my opinion and my concern about issues that i you care don't about. you don't owe me a christmas present no you don't like i don't you know what i mean like i don't you don't need to invite to your birthday party because i think mm. uh uh because i think women shouldn't be raped or gay people should be able to get married or right. um like whatever yeah, you don't like, have to invite me to the bar mitzvah i'll be all right right like it's, it, I just think that's part of being a good human being. Correct. I wasn't looking for the cookies, you know, but I feel like one of the things Chate kind of hints at several times throughout his writing has always been this idea of, but I'm a white male using my cachet for you. Y'all should be happy. That should be enough. I shouldn't have to be right about it, you know. Yeah, I didn't ask you to come rescue me. Uh, f- but I don't invalidate Jonathan Chate's argument, but to make a counter argument of my own. If Jonathan Chait and heroes of mine like Sully Dish uh, want to make common cause against SJWs with Gamergate, that's fine. Yeah, basically it's like y'all are against social justice warriors, quote unquote. He put it in quotes because 
uh, that term is very, very pejorative at this point. Um, it basically is like any woman that has a right, has a, a gripe is a SJW now. Mm, that's not true. Right. You know, oh, you're a feminist. Oh, you're a SJW. Here you go. The social justice warriors, you know, it's like very demeaning, but he's like, so y'all side with Gamergate on this shit. He said, but that's the first time I've ever typed Gamergate into a tweet ever. And I've avoided it out of fear. I am afraid of being drawn into a speech war that has had real world consequences on both sides because there are those who truly monitor and punish speech with doxing threats and harassment on every philosophical spectrum. In my experience, only I've never had an exchange with the so-called SJWs that I couldn't shrug and move on from sometimes smarter from it for it. Yeah. Like he's like, either I learned something for it. I basically was like, okay, I don't agree with them. I'm I'm just moving from it. It's not, it's not going to come up. I don't need to write a 7,000 word column about how these women ain't shit or precede this too much. Right. He said, I've learned tons from contentious folks of other stripes of internet warriors as well. Gamer gays, MRAs, far right wing. Don't dox me, bros. That was, I believe that was a joke. Uh, he said, but when expression of opinion is met with real world attacks, the occasional harangue of the politically correct feels small to me. Right. You know, so when people are out there threatening people and rape and death and all this shit, it's like them. Someone checking your quote unquote privilege is not really the end of the world. Well, no, not compared to the bigger issues. So that ends my say. I can see Jonathan Che has some replies for me, so I'll reply to him. Follow us both if that's interesting to you. Uh, Chate responded to Hodgman briefly on Twitter, although it seems a longer response still to come. He said, I, Hodgman, one, you're never in the story of man's inhumanity to man. Wide frame take is so wide it prevents close analysis of anything. So basically like, you know, you, you didn't pick a side. The lesser, two, the lesser evil in service to the greater good reply deserves a longer response, which I will make soon. Um, and he said, uh, neither of those terms with the one where he said SJWs and Gamergate said, neither of those terms appear in my piece. You're using with us or against us logic. Hi, uh, he said, little evidence except multiple speakers. Oh, he said, Jonathan Che offers little evidence against the former contentiousness other than anxiety, hurt feelings of some colleagues. He says, Hi, so Chait responded, little evidence except multiple speakers canceled or shouted down, performances canceled, writers fired, protesters seized, uh, and multiple people confessing to fear, expressing their beliefs. Other than that, very little evidence. So Chait's not backing down. And I don't think, you know, I think that's the thing is he doesn't. You know, like, I just think he's incapable of, of backing down at this point. And I, I feel like he, that's where people go with that. That's where they get into the, the, all oh, your mansplaining, your white explaining, your this and your that. Cause it, you know, to him, his feelings are the most important. Right. Fuck everybody else's, even though their feelings might be valid. Right. It might be like you said, something you never thought of, but fuck that because it's not in my, peripheral view or it's not something that i'm concerned about so it doesn't matter yeah that's the one difference between what he does what he said and what i said when i was talking about not talking to our neighbors at no point did i go yeah well fuck those people's feelings because i'm more important than them correct but that's what that girl heard that's why she right. came in talking about it's not about you but i never said it was about me why why are we on 10 right but that's uh 
that's definitely what he's kind of intimating there um is that his shit is more important and you know that's fucked up man uh let's see what else we got um a pennsylvania man who was applying to become a state trooper ended up charged with a sex crime instead oh pennsylvania state police have a rigorous application process that includes a polygraph pretest recently a crawford county man applying to become a state trooper apparently failed his polygraph so spectacularly not only did he not get the job he ended up under arrest instead the AP reports that 29-year-old Joseph Adam Joseph Adam White of Hartstown was at Meadville Barracks for his police cadet lie detector exam when he admitted to having sex with an underage girl four years ago during the polygraph pretest. The story doesn't detail how the subject came up, only that White allegedly told the examiner that he had had consensual sex and other contact with the girl in 2011. She is now 19 uh police tell ap they charged white on thursday with four counts of unlawful sexual contact contact with a minor and 10 counts of corruption of minors after interviewing the woman and corroborating that information needless to say he won't be getting an interview um how did that come up right like what would make them even ask that and also, they might not even ask it. He just sounded like this is shit he just told. How, just how do slip. we get to the? How do we get this far? Yeah. And he was like, "Ain't no reason to lie, cause you gonna know." He just slipped up. Whoops. My bad. Have you had uh, sex in the last five years? Yeah, with a fifteen-year-old girl. Oh shit! Was I not supposed to say that? <laughs> well, apparently you're telling the truth, cause my lines ain't jumping. Yeah. Uh, my bad, y'all. Apparently y'all frown on rape here at the police department who would have known of course um speaking of police acting crazy uh, indiana woman has accused officer of assaulting her after, after spiking her drink of moonshine oh mm-hmm. county where a community corrections officer is accused of luring a woman to a hotel room and touching her inappropriately. Tonight, a warrant has been issued for his arrest. RTV6 reporter Chance Walser is here now with the very latest on this story. Chance? That's out. According to court documents, the Kokomo woman was on house arrest at the time. A man named Isaiah Christmas is a field officer, though he was not her assigned field officer. Still, she says earlier this month he began calling and texting her, even coming over to her house for the first time on January 10th. The next day, January 11th, he brought her to his house, seen here, where he allegedly offered her what he called moonshine. The woman told her assigned field officer about the events and kept investigators informed about when Christmas made contact. Then in the early morning hours of January 19th, Christmas allegedly drove the woman to this Kokomo hotel. She says he offered her the moonshine again, which she drank. That's when she says she all but passed out as he began touching her private areas. Knowing they were in the room, investigators knocked on the door, at which point an officer noticed Christmas trying to sneak out a back window before he was apprehended. Police also found spice in the room, which the woman said he was smoking. Christmas has been charged with assisting a criminal and felony sexual misconduct. Chance Walser, RTV6. Chance, thank you. And this... So yeah. spice is new word for weed. We smoking uh, cinnamon sticks. I'm confused. Spice is not weed. It's a, but it's another form. It's another drug. Oh, um, yeah. 
What, we smoking paprika, rosemary? What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> you know what's funny, man, is you said something on a show a while back. I don't even know if you remember it, but we're talking about police officers sexually assaulting women and stuff when they pull them over and shit. And here's another example of police abusing their power. This woman was basically on, uh, like, what was it, parole or something where she... You need to be checked, you know, checking in and right. staying and out of trouble. He wouldn't even her assigned person, right? And he basically just used that against her because it's like, so what? You know, you tell on me, I'm gonna fuck around and send you back to jail somehow. You know, I'm gonna find a way to make sure that you look bad. But at least she was small enough to tell, like the person that uh, who was there, like, hey, you might need to watch him. Yeah, at least they kind of had her back, but even that sounds sloppy. They basically knew she was in the room with him and then she passed out and he was able to assault her to some extent like they weren't observing too hard nope this wasn't a sting right yeah it sounds like i don't know sounds like something was up anyway um but yeah um i just wanted to when i read that it reminded me that you know you were you had already been on top of that that's one fear about being a woman and being pulled over by the police, especially by yourself. And that's happened to me several times. And I automatically go into a flat panic mode. I, I try not to show it on my face, but I automatically go into in a panic mode because, like, okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm a black woman. I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm in the vehicle. You know, it's going to be your word versus mine. Right. Um, some people are not watching American Sniper responsibly. American Sniper. <laughs> Responsibly. What's responsible? American Sniper dominated the box office during his opening weekend and set a number of records in the process. In addition, it has been nominated for a total of six Oscars, including uh, for Bradley Cooper's performance as the deadliest sniper in the U.S. history, Chris Kyle. However, it also sparked a number of controversies in the process, and another one has unfortunately popped up. According to the Ameri- American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee, which is the largest Arab civil civil rights organization in America. There's been a dramatic increase in the number of serious threats made against Arab and Muslim Americans. Most of these messages were perpetrated on Twitter and Facebook with direct references to American Sniper. As pointed out by routers, one tweet called Arabs vermin scum, while others have included threats of death. To quell some of this resurrected bigotry towards Arabs and Muslims, ADC President Samir Khalif wrote a letter to Bradley Cooper calling for the Oscar-nominated actor to make a statement against these threats. It reads in parts, The statement should make it clear that we cannot tolerate hate and bigotry here in America. Your visibility, influence, and connection to the film will be a tremendous force in drawing attention to and lessening the serious dangers facing the respective communities. Uh, as Kalaf uh, noted outside the letter, the boycotting the film would only serve to make audiences want to see it more, and it wouldn't help snuff out this increased anger. Though Bradley Cooper and his director Clint Eastwood have yet to respond to the letter or the threats, Warner Brothers spokesman Jack Horner released a statement to Routers. He uh, he said that the company both denounces any violent anti-Muslim rhetoric and believes that hate and bigotry have no place in the important dialogue that this picture has generated. Aside from its skyrocketing ticket sales, American Sniper has been making headlines in light of statements made by Michael Moore and Sarah Palin. Moore originally called Snipers cowards and bashed the film for glorifying them, though he more recently released a lengthy statement on Facebook declaring his long-standing support of the troops. Palin, however, was quick to, back, to lash back at him and liberals before holding up a sign at the Iowa Freedom Summit that read, Fuck you, Michael Moore. 
Cooper and the, the I believe the O's in there had like gun sites. Mm-hmm. Cooper has been staying mum through all of this, instead choosing to visit troops during the special screening at American Sniper of American Sniper at Brook Army Medical Center. He also released a video statement supporting those fighting overseas. However, perhaps this is the best time for the actor to break it silence. Despite his F best efforts, bigotry towards Arab and Muslims still remains within the U.S., regardless of misinformation or misdirected aggression. Given the climate, it's in Cooper's and all of our best interest to snuff out a new wave of hatred before it crashes. Oh, no, that a, hatred was already there, baby. Yeah, the only thing I would have said, and I agree with you, Karen, is he, I'm not saying he shouldn't say anything, but even if he does, don't expect that to stop the Islamophobia of America. That's correct. Like, he, it doesn't really matter what his opinion on the shit is. Mm-mm. Uh, people been waiting for a good reason to, <laughs> right. To, like, any reason to hate on Muslims and Islam in general. Uh, look at Bill Maher every week. He finds a new reason that Islam ain't shit and Muslims ain't shit compared to everybody else. So it, it, I don't think Bradley Cooper speaking out is going to do much uh, for anybody. Uh, I don't think these people are going to the movie and they really think Bradley Cooper is Chris Kyle, killer of of Muslims and Arabs. <laughs> I really don't think they, I really think they know that he's an actor. They just don't give a fuck. They want to watch a movie about killing Muslims and Arabs and calling them scum and shit. Cause it was already there. Right. And, um, you know, I haven't seen the movie, but my understanding is very black and white take, like all of Clint Eastwood's films. So it's very bad guys versus good guys. And of course, who's the bad guys? Muslims. Angry Twitter is bad for your health. You got to tell them they're so wrong. What an idiot. Unbelievable. This will show them getting angry on Twitter may feel great. Correction. Amazing at times, but that doesn't mean it's good for you. Researchers at the university of Pennsylvania have found a strong correlation between the use of negative language on Twitter and heart disease mortality. Here's my question. Who decides what's like negative language cussing, right? You know, if you cuss in a positive way, is that still negative language? Right. Say nigga. From public tweets made between 2009 and 2010, the research found that communities where expletives and hate words were tweeted often also had higher rates of health, heart disease, deaths. Positive tweets, however, showed the opposite effect. So uh, like, y'all monitoring these people? Y'all contacting their doctors? Y'all, y'all monitoring what they eat? Or y'all just making this? Like, I don't understand. Like, like if you're going to say something about this, you need more about these people other than what they tweet. We don't need doctors anymore, Karen. We have Twitter and studies. So mm. if you've been tweeting negative things, uh, you're going to die. If you've been tweeting good stuff, you'll be all right, guys. Hostility and depression have been linked with heart diseases at the individual level through biological effects, said Margaret Kern, an assistant professor at the University of melbourne who assisted with the study negative emotions can also trigger behavioral and social responses you are also more likely to drink eat poorly and be isolated from other people which can indirectly lead to heart disease interestingly the study showed that if it was that it wasn't the people tweeting the angry words and topics generally they were di- that were dying from heart disease it seemed to be the toxic environment surrounding the user perhaps then a good enough reason to keep it a little more con- convivial on twitter we mean aside from complaining about how your how about how your instagram pics won't show up so i just thought that was interesting i don't think that really means much (laughs) but i i do think that 
how can I say this? I think for me, when it comes to Twitter, uh, it is a place to voice your opinion and put things out there. Now, there are people that are nothing but negative. Like, everything they tweet is just negative, 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 negative. But you're, this article is not addressing the point that there might be other outgoing, like, other out, other issues other than their tweets, which is causing this problem for them tweeting like this. Mm. Mental issues, like, issues at home, financial issues. Like, you know, I don't know. To me... Yes, uh, it can affect you, and I think sometimes some people disasterbate, so they just surround themselves around a bunch of negative people. I don't, you know, if if I if if you're in my timeline and every time I see you tweet, your cat died, your mama died, your daddy died, and woe was me, and and I ain't shit, and you ain't shit, and nobody shit, and bitches ain't shit, and I know I will unfollow you because you're fucking depressing to me, you know, and I, I do feel like. If you constantly surround yourself and constantly read negative tweets, it will, I, I can speak for me, it will affect you mentally. Like, it can affect your mental stability. So it is one of those things where you have to monitor. Um, I know I do. I monitor a lot. Um, and there's certain things I just don't put up with. But but that's just me personally, you know. But Because, like I said, I, I'm less likely to, like I said, explain and interact like you do because I'm like, I, don't, I just don't like to deal with uh, stupidity. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it does cause stress to some extent, mm-hmm. but I just don't know if correlation is exactly causation here. No, it's it's more to it. Like, if you're going to say something like that, I need more studies and statistics. How many of these people, you know, what was the race of these people? What were the sexes of these people? What did they eat on an everyday basis? What were their financial situations like? Were they married? Were they single? Right. Like, like that There's shit matters too. a lot more to it. Right, yeah. that shit matters too. Um, And Open Micer, uh, Sucker Punch, a rapper, I mean, a not rapper the mc at a comedy show um you know the mc is the guy who hosts the event okay normally the first person that comes yeah. on and tells the jokes right yeah there's text before this video i'll put it in the chat but um let me matter of fact let me do that first and they can see it along with us if they want to but um basically after agreeing to the venue's rules of no swearing, once on stage, a local open mic performer decides to ignore those rules by swearing immediately and promises to swear more. After his third swear word and not telling one joke, the MC gets on stage and pulls him for the night. The open mic performer then sucker punches the MC when he wasn't looking. Oh, you didn't follow the rules, dog. <laughs> like, sound like you said shit right away. Maybe you want to talk some of that shit. So basically he's making a mockery of the rules and of the MC at this point. Um, right. He just asked the audience, like, hey, how many people think I shouldn't cuss? How many people think I should cuss? Everybody say you should cuss. So it's like, fuck it, I'm cussing. Right, but he they're not the one paying you. You mm-hmm. know, they actually paid to come to the venue. Oh, if he's getting paid. Might not, it's open mic. You right, right, normally true. don't even get paid for these. Correct, but you still have to buy by their rules. You know, it's one of those things where they could just cut his mic off if they opted to. All right. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, go out there and watch the show, man. This man said 57 cuss words you up here in my face. You like the fucking police. So, of course, now he's cussing. And he's that was because the MC approached him like, hey, give me the mic back. The show must go on. So the guy puts the mic stand, basically asking for the mic back. This dude hurls the mic across the room, which could have hit somebody. He could have done a bunch of shit. Right. Oh. And, and at the one minute and 12 second mark, he stole the dude. Oh. While the dude was looking down, while the dude was looking to go get the mic, he punched him in the side of the face. Didn't I tell you, motherfucker, you heard me on the air, Mike? I said I'll beat your ass tonight. I said I'll beat your ass tonight. Yeah, that's what I paid my money for at the comedy club. I wanted to see a fight. Thanks, buddy. Arrest that fucker and put him in jail and do that bullshit. Be charged with assault. You assaulted that man. <laughs> The open micer then leaves with his posse without bothering to pay their tabs. <laughs> the MC and the staff and conference are deciding what to do with the remainder of the show. Right, because you, you ruined the event now. They clean up glass and shit, dog. The audience doesn't know what the fuck to do. Right. Like, should we leave? Like, what are we, like, what is our role here? You know? I would be livid because I didn't come for that. Right. Uh, let me finish playing. There's only a few seconds left. The MC decides to take the high road. And I guess they blanked out the dude's name, not cussing, but he's just okay. give it up for whoever this this dude is. Um, right. That's unprofessional. That was awkward. Hey, guys, ready for your headline? That's unprofessional. And I could not have gotten back on that fucking mic. I don't know how he did that. I would have been so mad. Uh, after filing criminal assault charges, it was learned that the open micer had a criminal background, including felony charges. MC is comedian Joe Dees. Uh, more information on the assault uh, case and threats uh, can be found at Zombie Takeover TV. So he's using it to promote. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't blame you. You might as well get something out of getting punched in the face, man. But wow. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that dude was a pretty whack comedian, you know. But at least he had a hell of a punchline. <laughs> or an uh, open micer there. Right, and this is one of those days where you really did that and thought it was going to be okay. You yeah. really thought it was going to be okay. Right, well, he brought his posse there to, like, watch him. Then he got embarrassed when he, could, when he went up there and cussed and couldn't fucking, um, you know 
couldn't couldn't cuss so then he acted an ass about the shit right and they should press charges because you broke the law you didn't follow their rules even if it's free you you didn't follow their rules yeah the, the homie josh homer i saw he had posted that uh earlier uh, on his on his facebook page i was just like the fuck just happened you know josh he's like it wouldn't happen to me you know josh is like the light-skinned hulk and shit yeah that ended completely different just looking for a reason to <laughs> right. hurt somebody right no no mm-mm. and 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 it's one of those things where you wouldn't even fight in fair you the dude looking for the mic you toss 50 feet across the room and then you punch him in the fucking face i feel like josh homer's i feel like josh homer's uh life is basically uh like falling down that 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 movie falling down uh, apparently the the comedian posted a response a bunch of guys who call themselves comedians are all coming together in an effort to get me blacklisted they're saying that i refuse to follow rules or whatever i was on stage the comic before cursed his entire set i asked the crowd should i curse and the nc then approached to kick me off the stage what people don't realize is me and this guy who i won't mention because i don't want to make him famous had already had a personal beef and he decided to bring the personal beef on t- to the stage so I decided to end it there. I, was I wrong for hitting him? Hell yeah. But oh well, it happened. They released their version of the video, so here's my version. Is he really playing, uh... Some... Wow. So he really is playing 2 chains. I was like, no. Yep, yep. Uh, and they showed some comments, I guess, when they went back and forth. I really need minutes this week, at least 10. Joe D says, sure, a lot of stress my way, bro. Joe D says, just if you swear, ask the entire staff first. Please keep it as minimal as possible. Make sure no kids are around. Then he writes, but I'm the one tripping, huh? Make me want to talk some of that shit. after he said after reading that that comment why would i do anything besides you know ask or whatever the audience as you can see my hoodie says vicious and untamed well his hoodie says vicious and untamed karen which means he can do anything he wants right it's like grand theft auto you buy certain clothes you do whatever the fuck you want i should after reading that why would you think i would be anything besides so basically hey it's your fault you saw me in this shirt so of course i want to hit you you're all rude joe Show 
nigga with those dogs real quick. He really added it in the unforgivable videos. Oh no. Are we? <laughs> he wrong, but that's a good edit. Black uh, folks, black folks. Nigga with those dogs real quick. Nigga with those dogs real quick. Go back to sleep, nigga, if you know what's good for you. Oh, video. oh lord the unforgiving video is great but um anyway so i love that the first response is from jeff brown dog avatar he says you didn't kill your career but you damn show shot it in the foot and accomplished three other things that pop up to me without even having to think hard one you embarrassed yourself two you embarrassed black people <laughs> three you just made it a little harder for everybody black who has to deal with everybody narrow-minded and white that sees this thanks I'm not sure what else you could possibly think posting this video did. Instead of bragging about video evidence of your inability to take an L, you should apologize to whoever raised you to suck a punch a dude that ain't looking. Hopefully this would this wound you gave your career will stop bleeding so that perhaps you can again get the stage time needed to become proficient at this game and you get to live down your rep as the town bully. Should you make it to that level, to the level that the powers that be take notice of what you do and decide to take you seriously? By the way, them unfunny white boys like the one you punched and the ones that are trying to blacklist you become the Judd Apatow level decision makers 10 years from now. Hopefully this will be old news and not the reason Hollywood gets to use, uh, on you its favorite word. No. <laughs> hey i don't agree with that um all the black people look bad but i like that response mm, that was powerful oh lord <laughs> he said you embarrassed all the black people <laughs> and then he said the white people gonna be telling you no your whole career <laughs> they're gonna be like i do not approve of this i love that and that's like the first response like the it was like you fucking idiot <laughs> right and you posted a crime oh my god you posted an assault chopped it up and be like it's still not an assault it's still an assault dog nobody is giving him props he actually stood up after this and continued how is that a knockout <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, another person he said best way to make sure you never get another gig hats off to the mc for handling it well at the end cheap shot you're already blacklisted i seen you watching this every movement lol your eyes are on him uh yeah real smart i'm sure you're proud of yourself have fun in jail (laughs) guess what dumbass you say you don't want to mention his name because you don't want to make him famous you did by posting a Facebook post. What a you what a dumb shit. You got to be a dumb little bitch to cheap shot someone. Have fun in prison getting raped. Oh yeah, that's always nice to point at. Yes, go straight to the rape. Yeah, let's, let's throw some rape threats at him. Oh wait, you're used to that, Mr. Felony. Damn you stupid. Joe D's, I hope you get famous off this dumb fuck. Yeah, they're gonna both be on Tosh point next week. <laughs> What, oh. well, damn, must run in the family, them damn irons, men shaking my head, so she must know them. Um, now that's the cleanest haymakers of all haymakers, night, night, nigga. Fuck what you, what they talking about, you should get, you should have kicked them too. Damn. Oh, Lord. The ignorant Bill Cosby defender showed up. Yeah, they did. Well, dang, BK Irons, have you ever thought of a boxing career? Just like another love, TKO. <laughs> 
I think you ought to let it go. <laughs> let it go, go. Man, yeah, that's <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, the comment section is funnier than a damn video. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so uh, I guess we should go ahead and get into our segments now. That that took us on a whole another um, <laughs> whole different direction. Whole another tangent. <laughs> really knocked that dude out right for, for having some rules man and then want to just well i had well you see you should read the shirt look at my shirt though that, that don't just fight you assaulting somebody sir yeah oh all right um let's wait let's do ball alert choices chat room carrie you in the chat room yes all right wife of dolphins cornerback brent grimes goes on epic twitter rant after pro bowl mvp snub that's number one number two woman puts javel mcgee on blast but who was wrong number three groupie tells sean merriman aka thump and number four groupie tells we got another little deval tale and the last one oh wait i'm not saying the numbers damn number one was the wife of the cornerback for the dolphins mm-hmm. number two is javel mcgee okay. number three is sean merriman okay number four is little deval and number five let's make that when ballerific relationships dating don't scare him away by at miller Gree. So. okay y'all guessing you're not guessing, just one. I mean, one through two, five, three, four, five. Not guessing, but yeah, yeah. We'll keep track in the chat. Yeah, room. I can see in the chat room. I just, I don't know what happened, Jimmy, but I'm here. Oh, your camera went off yeah. for some reason. I'm here though. Okay, cool. Um, I don't see them responding yet. Uh-huh. So, mm, wait a minute. Do I need? Hold on. Let me restart. Oh, here we go. All right, there we go. Don't don't restart. We'll be fine. Two, one, five, four, two, five, five, two, one two five so it sounds like two and five two mm-hmm. four twos and one two three five i Wait, have four, four fives. fives and four twos we need a tie between five and two guys uh i guess the next person will just take them uh whenever we get a couple more people going hustle cross says two and uh, dr dost exact says two so that looks like we're going with number two wife of Dolphins cornerback Brent Grimes goes on epic Twitter rant after Pro Bowl MVP snub. 
if there's one thing the nfl learned today it's to not mess with dolphins cornerback brent grimes or else his wife miko will put you all the way on blast miko's grimes his no miko grimes is is notorious in the dolphins community for being her husband's number one fan as well as being one of the most outspoken and opinionated football wise in the game is she cousins to rick grimes right <laughs> yeah this is a uh uh nico tatership right um let me put her picture up there but um on uh sunday night her husband made his third appearance in the annual pro bowl he played a great game racking up five pass breakups one interception and three tackles like some others miko felt he deserved to win the defensive mvp award but at the end of the night the award was given to texas defensive end jj watt who also arguably had a great game well miko did not take this snub too kindly and this evening she unleashed the ep- she unleashed an epic rant against the NFL on Twitter. She claims that even though her husband deserved to be MVP, he did not win it because the NFL was mad at him uh, for skipping practice to visit her while she was having emergency oral surgery. Miko Grimes says <clears throat> on Twitter, I, I heart Miko. Session worthy of shitting on him at NFL. Haven't you guys shit on him enough? him miss missing practice made you guys take the mvp from him uh what the fuck was he supposed to do stay at a pro bowl practice while his wife was in pain that equates childbirth was him missing a fan autograph his paid appearances and not happy with him and are not happy with him what kind of message does that send to the players do they think they are above family to be there for me well apparently the right hand of the at nfl didn't tell the left hand he wouldn't be there that day so they yanked could miss practice uh, to be there for me because i was stressed in a lot of pain coach garrett and the nfl exec excused him for practice for those of you that don't know i had emergency oral surgery on thursday my husband was concerned for me so he asked coach garrett if he then she goes on to gripe about how the nfl only pretends to care about domestic violence issues and player issue injuries when all they actually care about is money and she casts off her rant by threatening to expose the entire organization then she says hashtag drop mike drops mike <clears throat> keep fucking my husband over and i'm gonna put out put a map out to the world and expose this league for what it truly is at nfl hashtag try it bitch oh my and you know what mm. the thing is because a lot of people right now are going why don't you got control of your woman put her in check so she won't be fucking up your money listen if your woman on twitter at in the nfl ain't shit you can do in the house like that's already crossed that bridge ah like the bridge of you telling her what to do is a thing that does not happen like that you don't even fix your lips to type unless you already secured your place in the house as i tell people what the fuck i want when i want them to know it and you just have to you know what kind of woman you got you just got to be cool with it right y'all better pray i don't get a real voice in these streets or i'm airing this whole league out at nfl i know where the bodies are buried trust greedy sons of bitches at nfl all these at nfl Ah! people think players get a percentage of their jersey sales ha not a fucking penny at nfl gets all of the and then she used the, the money bag emojis miko grimes also says all y'all care about is money at nfl player i talk to get your bread dog fuck all that other shit get paid there's no loyalty in this business outside of fans but don't believe for a second they care about these players injuries it's all bullshit they care about money that's why i tell every 
let's see i'm contemplating naming several players that the at nfl violated the concussion rules with players but that would take down people i care about they asked help if they if they asked help it stay quiet because it's none of their business until ray rice clocked his wife on camera then all of a sudden no more I have friends that were beaten, thrown downstairs while pregnant. Guys arrested and at NFL suspended them one fucking game. Now y'all care? Fuck out of here. You have these bullshit ass no more campaigns going on about domestic violence and sexual assault when we all know you don't give a fuck about women. I know uh, Brent came home. And made Steve Harvey eyes. Steve Harvey eyes. You see know he didn't. He didn't see that happen. He over some of somewhere practicing. Going what? Yeah, someone talked to him. Uh, Say what now? She did. She did what? Right. She, I have she, no comment. She flexing and then you know yeah taking snapshots on Instagram. You know what the fuck is happening? Brent, what do you have to say about your wife's comment? I'm just oh, here. No. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> right yikes well i understand why she's mad and i agree that she has some valid points regarding the nfl's poor handling of many issues this could have been done in a more private and professional manner it is never a good idea to bite the hand that feeds you and your family shaking my head brent come get your wife trust me she is beyond getting tell you that much right that's a woman that been ain't never been gotten won't ever be gotten right say something if he want to (laughs) empowered woman aka spicy said social media is too accessible choose your battles wisely Sissy says a real friend would drop kick this girl off her soapbox while she makes valid points. This is the most immature way to approach anything. Twitter girl, I have a seat. Sean says fitting to get them kicked off the team. <laughs> By the way, I love Vol Alert because everybody goes straight to the money. They just like, you gonna fuck up the money. <laughs> right, right in your mouth. You you motherfuckers. You gonna fuck up his paycheck uh she just made her husband look hella bad says brie selena says self-control so luscious says true her points are valid but the nfl isn't her husband's side hustle it's his job so it's not her place to expose anything on social media v says okay no ma'am i was with her about the six messages in that's that's that it's all bad shut the fuck up despite the flaws you are enjoying the nfl lifestyle it's your man's place to complain as their actual employee you're embarrassing him and yourself and you went too far shut your pie ho (laughs) oh pie hole okay i don't know why they blanked that one out selena says she went overboard clearly at v lol Ari says, "Messy, messy. I hope they have large amount being in the large amount in their savings. I'm all for what she's saying, but she must forget she put this man's career on the line. Loose lips sink ships." Choco says, "Uh, not a wise move, but I'm I'm embarrassed for them both. Did she really say she knows where the bodies are buried? Slander much?" Um, and then we got some more comments. Uh. Ink says so tacky. Uh, uh, she has access to approach the organization in a professional manner. Why Twitter? So ignorant and embarrassing. It's her husband's fight anyway. If he takes it there, just sit back and keep enjoying that lifestyle that the horrible NFL is providing for you by the way of your husband. Everybody be like, yes, just enjoy the lifestyle. What's wrong with you? You you getting you catching these NFL checks, living our dreams. We want to catch a baller right and here your ass is ruining it for everybody sandy cheek says the correct mvp jj watt was chosen so girl bye 
she needs to know her damn role and shut her damn mouth with all that foolishness all right i don't know what to say here i'm thinking about what do you think we should say karen you want to do another emoticon you want to do words we, let's do some words and an emoticon mm. um i think i'm gonna be on her side for this one okay um uh no nah, no nah, i can't i can't because then that's not the baller that's not a ball alert thing to say i'm gonna say way she was just trying to have her man's back but she needs to be way in the back <laughs> that's not about the correct comment yeah you are about to mess up everything and he then came up and did a lot just to live this here lifestyle. lifestyle. <laughs> and eliminately forgivable liberal life style i think they'll get it mm-hmm. You're doing the um let's see uh we got um oh, i'm gonna do the the smile the emoji where the, the emoji is rubbing his head it's on his head pulling his hair out okay i think that's valid that's valid too all right so there we go um and that's a ball alert for today. I do gray A shit. I'm a rich nigga walking. And did the remix. Five star chick. When I catch her, I'm a blessing with a five star dick. All right. Let's get into our games, Karen. Let's do it. Now then, it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right. Let's get to story number one. Um, a man. Asked a cop to borrow his gun. Hey, let me use your gun. DeAndre Hall asked a Florida detective walking, ah! walking into the Boynton Beach Police Department headquarters. Oh shit, he at the police station. I need to use your gun to take care of some niggas who robbed me, Hall explained. Ah! No, sir, I'm going to use my gun to take your black ass right on in the station. When his request was turned down by the cop, 
Hall petitioned the second officer who was leaving the precinct. Hey, I need to use your gun, he said. Those inquiries early Thursday morning resulted in his arrest. 38 years old. Uh, he was arrested on a variety of criminal charges. Hall, who has been arguing, who had been arguing with another man when he asked for the gun, was obviously intoxicated, noted cops. <laughs> he was drunk too. He added that the questions Hall posed were not fitting for a person with his normal facilities to be asking a police officer. After removing Hall from his bicycle in which he straddled, not the bicycle. Police arrested him for public intoxication. A subsequent search of Hall turned up a small bag of cocaine for which he was charged with narcotics possession. He was also charged with corruption by threat of for, for berating the two cops who declined to loan him their service revolvers. I have a Glock 40 for your puss ass bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, you juicy pussy cracker bitch. Were two of Hall's comments. <laughs> I like that he was so, oh. I like that he was so complimentary of her vagina even while disparaging her. Right. fuck you you juicy pussy cracker bitch i mean yes you're upset at the cracker bitch part but you gotta be a little bit flattered, flattered. by the juicy pussy part like oh you you think and i got you say it was dry yeah yeah well, let's check the chat room and see what they believe the race of deandre hall uh would be um let's see what these juicy cracker pussy juicy pussy <laughs> cracker bitches got. <laughs> Oh, I wonder what color the officers was. We don't know their races. No. Blacker than, well, one of them's a cracker bitch, Karen, so that's one. <laughs> Blacker than Marlo and Crunchy Black doing soft shoe. My gun. No, you can have these bullets, Black. Lab my ass off. Ease hell from Friday, Black. Yeah. <laughs> Waited in long lines for hours to vote for President Obama. <laughs> Major TT boy. <laughs> oh. Uh, Blacker than 1,000 midnights. <laughs> Why did that kill me inside? Oh, oh buddy. Uh, the correct answer is, oh, uh, he, he was black. <laughs> oh my God. What a idiot. Uh, I guess nobody wanted to jump the gun on that one. All right. Um, <laughs> that picture of him too that hairline this picture just look like i get beat i i i'm the kind of dude that does cocaine and asks for guns all right that's just what i do <laughs> right <laughs> like what are you gonna do kill some people and bring the gun back to the cops right like they're gonna be like here you go son here's your here's the murder weapon back hey man can i uh borrow your gun for a bit cops and them handcuffs and uh, the car and the bat- baton, too. I'm about to fuck these niggas up. Yeah, I just come right back so y'all can go ahead and arrest me. Put me on in the station. A Volusa woman is accused of drowning a puppy. Oh. A Central Florida woman arrived. Oh, Florida. A Central. Damn, both oh, stories from Florida. Two for two. A Central Florida woman arrived at Nebraska airport on Friday with three puppies and two dogs, but grew desperate when she was told she couldn't fly with the pups because they were too young. Then Volusia County resident Cynthia Anderson allegedly drowned one of the puppies, a Doberman, in the airport uh, bathroom after trying to conceal the pooch in her carry-on luggage. 
the puppies all believed to be three weeks old or less were too young to fly their eyes weren't even open added elliot dogs must be at least eight weeks old to fly the other two puppies were picked up by the woman's parents it's unknown why the third puppy wasn't also picked up what's she we'll take two but you gotta drown that third i'm sorry (laughs) you take two you might as well take the third one yeah you gotta pull a little toilet water out for him oh lord Mm mm-hmm so uh it's unknown why the third puppy wasn't picked up anderson 56 of edgewater was seen entering the bathroom before another woman reportedly reported finding a dead doberman puppy in the toilet oh. it was unclear whether michael vick was a suspect she also had two older dogs with her that were cleared to travel the grand island central nebraska humane society assisted in the investigation and found water in the puppy's lungs very they determined the cause of the puppy's death was drowning the other puppies are being cared for by the humane society they're doing great said Lori deathloff uh executive director of the humane society they started off a little scared but are adjusting well said the organization is working to figure out ownership of the puppies as well as looking into the condition of the two other dogs who remain with anderson's parents anderson has a criminal record dating back to 2010 when she was arrested and fined for charge of retail theft she racked up other robbery-related charges over the next few years. Drugs. You know she on drugs. In 2011, she was sentenced to six months probation for grand theft charges. That same year, she was arrested again for issuing a worthless check. Last, Not a worthless check? Mm-hmm. Last year, she was arrested for battery and trespassing in an occupied structure and sentenced again to six months probation. She violated that probation and is awaiting sentencing in a grand theft case from November of last year. She was out on bails being held at Hall County Jail on charges of animal abuse. Guess the race of uh Cynthia Anderson. Chat room. Let's see what they believe. A worthless check shit. It costs money for my checks. They ain't worthless. <laughs> White devil always oppressing the black dog, says Lex. Oh Lord. Of course she drowned the black dog that couldn't swim. White, says H C. Ah Everybody's going white on this one so far um all right give people a little bit second yeah pasty white uh pasty says dr doe stacks um oh but it was the one who said white um white says joe spacely everybody's going white i don't think anybody gets anything but white uh the correct answer is she is a white woman guys you guys Mm -hmm. all got it right good job Now that is one puppy killing son of a bitch. Look at her. Did it show up yet? Not Sorry, yet. it might be moving a little slow on my end. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could she even puppy. hold the puppies? Mm-hmm. What is she, 102? <laughs> uh all right, uh let's go to the bonus round. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, the bonus round of guess the race where everything's worth double the points, double the racism. So far, everybody seems to be two for two. Let's see if they can finish this up. Um, teacher fucking time. Ah! Ringo, Georgia. Georgia teacher with an impressive teacher career. 
is now facing prison time after being accused of having sex with a student police charged elizabeth scroggs with felony sexual assault by a person with supervisory or disciplinary authority she was charged because of an alleged sexual relationship with an 18 year old male student scroggs is being held at the county jail without bond despite the team reportedly consenting to the relationship captain rick sweeney uh told the dalton daily citizen that someone with supervisory or disciplinary powers over another cannot have a relationship with a person he or she is in charge of sweeney used the example of a probation officer with an offender or a a police officer with an inmate the incident comes after an anonymous phone call tuesday leading whitfield county georgia uh, school system administrator to evidence of scroggs reported relationship with the teenager somebody was snitching i mean he was telling people she was a three-time nominee for a local teaching award nominated by her students well wouldn't you nominate the person that was fucking you i would you get my vote yeah every time she also was an assistant cheerleading coach and former girls cross country coach at uh the high school in 2010 she won best of the best teaching award guess the race of elizabeth scroggs i bet she was the best of the best you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. best in everything best of the breast too best in the blow job right <laughs> uh i'm gonna go white says d and D is the only one that's guessed so far. Prize winning pussy white. Nobody got juicy pussy white crackers, bitch. Ah! No? Not an American employee. White. Uh, all right. The correct answer is, uh, let's see, wanted, wanted them strong, black and young. White. <laughs> no white, says Joe Spacey. The correct answer is white. white. She was a white woman. guys all got that right good job everybody um uh let's do uh some sore ratchetness guys and we'll get out of here uh where's my sore ratchetness sound effect there we go And he's dead. Police officer stabbed with a sword in Northampton attack. Police officer was seriously injured after being stabbed with a sword in Northampton on Sunday evening, November 23rd. The officer is expected to make a full recovery from the attack, which took place in the Lakeview area of the town. Chief Superintendent Paul Fell said officers were called to an incident on Appleby Walk, uh, Appleby Walk around 7.45 p.m. on Sunday. During the course of the incident, an officer was stabbed in the leg with a sword. He was admitted to Northampton General Hospital for medical treatment and his injury, while serious, is not life-threatening. He is expected to make a full recovery. A man is in custody. We're not looking into anyone else in connection with the incident. If they'll stab the police, of course they'll stab you with the sword. Of course. So I'm trying to tell you guys. You gotta be, you guys gotta be careful. Alright? Motherfuckers are not joking around out here. No, they ain't. Uh, all right, man. Um, that's been it for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank Go you. Go to tweetaudio.com, code TBGWT, 33% off, lifetime guarantee, and uh, free shipping. Tomorrow, guests will be uh, the Three of Negroes at 7 p.m., so we'll see you guys. Tomorrow's show will be a little shorter because we're also supposed to be on a Block Talk radio show 
about relationships. So I will give you guys the details of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.